Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, I'm Kristen Smith, along with Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. What do you think of that song? That was just a fun song. I, I heard that, I don't know, it must have been last week or so, and it just has a good beat. It's a kick in the butt, time to get up in the morning type of song. Absolutely, or else it's just a time to get partying at night. Well, and I think in Kansas City, we got some big partiers going on. I'm sure we do. But boy, what a great game that was. Right down to the last knee. (laughs) Well, that's when it makes it fun, when it's a challenge for both teams. Yes, because at first, you know, the Eagles were like, it was showing like, hey, the Eagles have got this. You know, they jumped way ahead. And all of a sudden, it wasn't so. Well, it's yeah. just the it's the never give up attitude, and that's just it. You can't. This is the game, and it was oh man, oh, and Chris Stapleton at the beginning. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yep, but congratulations to both teams. I mean, you even got to give it to the Eagles. They didn't just come out and lay down and be like, "Well, we tried." They fought for it too. They were right there. Absolutely. Well, just to make it to the big show, I think that says a lot for teamwork and for coaching. And and there was so much. I noticed there was a lot of positivity out there the week beforehand. They were talking mm-hmm. about the brothers that were playing. The and, Kelsey brothers. Yep. And mom, they wanted her to do. Uh, her, she has her fancy jersey and they <laughs> want her to do the flip for the coin. And it just shows a lot of the positivity instead of cutting somebody else down. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I think it was just a great way to lead up to the Super Bowl. And you know what's even better than the Super Bowl? What's better than the Super Bowl? Valentine's Day All right. tomorrow. I already, <laughs> I already told you my take on Valentine's Day. I know so. you don't like it, but I, I, I don't know. It's kind of a fun day. I mean, yes, it's a scam. I mean, they get you <laughs> on the flowers and the chocolates and, of course, the diamonds. But a little part of you would like to get a bouquet of flowers, and it's just a surprise. Hello. You know, I'd rather have it on, like, any day versus just on Valentine's Day, but I'll take it. 
Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. it, it makes you feel special. So how many diamonds are you getting? <laughs> the only diamonds I'm going to get are the ones I'm going to find, like, if I start digging in my yard and it's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be finding any diamonds this year. I can always hope, but probably not. Well, yeah, you can always have hope. Yes. Did you drop some hints, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's been hinted a lot. I, I'll probably get a card, but I'm okay with that because he usually picks out some funny ones. Oh, that's good. Well, we got to keep moving along. We've got some interesting news. We'll be talking about those markets in a little bit. You're going to see that soybean meal is up, and we kind of have an idea why that's going to happen. So we'll be touching base on that. Plus more coming up right here on Wax. We're five minutes before five o'clock. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, if you're just waking up, you are in for a treat today. It's going to be a beautiful day. We're at 27 degrees right now. We're going to have a sunny day with a high of 42. It's going to feel amazing outside. So get up, get at it, and get outside. This is Wisconsin. It's going to be cold. We've got some, yeah, not so much great weather coming in later this week. But today is going to be a beautiful day. So if you're not, you don't have to work, don't. Go outside, enjoy the day, start chipping away ice or whatever you want to do. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. Officials are working to recover yet another high-altitude unidentified object shot down by the U.S. military over Lake Huron on Sunday. Michigan Republican Congressman Jack Bergman said he got a call from the Defense Department. A shootdown, if you will, of some kind of airborne object over Lake Huron. The object was traveling at about 20,000 feet. It appeared um, octagonal, you know, in design. In a statement, the Pentagon says the object's path and altitude raised concerns. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. They came back from being down 10 points to beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35 to Sunday night in Arizona, notching their second title since 2020. Kicker Harrison Butker nailed a game-winning field goal with eight seconds left. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes took home the Super Bowl MVP honors for the second time in his career. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs absolutely blames the federal government for the border crisis. This is an issue that the can has been kicked down the road for decades by both parties in Washington. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the first-term Democrat explained that solving the border crisis would bolster the national economy and help bring down inflation. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is defending TikTok as a communication tool. We have it on one device that has no access to anything else because so many people get their information that way. Appearing on CNN State of the Union, the Michigan Democrat explained that whether politicians like it or not, TikTok is a tool for disseminating important information. The platform has recently come under fire due to concerns about its ties to the Chinese Communist Party. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we all know that Mr. Bob is on one of his fabulous vacations to California. And we got to hear from him. And Bob, how's it going out there? And who's all on the trip with you? 
Our California farm tour is underway. We're going to talk to some folks from Sparta and the Black River Falls area. Clara Stiesel is with us now, and uh, Jim is incapacitated someplace. But Clara, <laughs> tell us about uh, California. You guys ever been here before? We have not. This is our t- first trip out to California, so we've seen a lot of really cool things already. So and we've just seen San Francisco. We've had a cable car ride. We've been down by the Fisherman's Wharf. What do you think of San Francisco? Well, I the cable car ride this morning was so much fun. I mean, just going all the way up and then turn around and go all the way back down again. It was a lot of fun. When you see the movies and the TV shows with San Francisco in it, does this give you a better perspective of the car chases in the hills? Yeah, the f- cars flying over those hills and everything. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and what about, you know, Fisherman's Wharf and uh, just the, the scenery of the city? And the sun has come out this afternoon, so it is beautiful out here. And the Golden Gate Bridge was awesome this morning, so it's been awesome so far. And it's like day one. <laughs> yeah, and we're just going to get under on the boat. We'll be under that bridge in a little while. Can't wait. All Can't right. wait. Clarice, thank you. You're welcome. Grandkids waiting for you at home? Oh, probably, yeah. You got souvenirs bought already? No, not yet. What can't do they talk? want? I don't know. We can't talk about that on the air. They might hear it. <laughs> okay, we won't do that. <laughs> All right. And Ron Reese is with us now. And uh, Connie from down the Black River Falls area. Connie Shy. Yep. All right. Much. I know you're not. So what do you think of San Francisco? This is the first time you've been here? Yes, Bob. First time I've been in California. The wife really wanted to come out to see the water. That's where her big thing is. But what really surprised me is coming up from the airport, how the houses are built in the hills around here. It's just it's just amazing. They're right on top of everybody. Not for me, but I mean, for them people, that's fine. You know, yeah, It's uh, probably the only city in the country that I've ever seen like the now around around. Spain and Italy, it might be a little different, right. but here, it's something yeah. else. It ain't like back home in Jackson County, I can tell you that. You go over there, so. What do you think of the cable car ride? You don't have these things in Black River. No, nope, no cable. That was cool. And pretty noisy, back and forth. But it was a good time to see what's going on, and you didn't realize it until you're actually on it, you know. So it was it was good. Yeah, it was a good time there, so. What about your impression of San Francisco now that you've seen it as far as TV versus seeing it live with the hills and the buildings? It's something. Yeah, it is. It's just, you know, it, the people that made the movies up, Going through them hills and stuff, yeah, they did a lot of, a lot of work. I mean, it's uh, you look like it's nice and flat, and then all of a sudden, up and down you go, and really here you go. So it's, it's, it's uh, that's the life out here out west, you know, so it works, you know. So Absolutely. We're just getting started. The sunshine, you can't beat that. Just getting right ahead on the boat and go from another cruise here yet, and we're all, we're all set. All right. We're just getting started. Ron and Connie Reese down from the Black River Falls area, also traveling with us in California. I'm Bob Bosol. Thanks so much, Bob. Gosh, that sounds like they're having fun already. It does. Sounds like a lot of chatter. Oh, now could you imagine? Like he mentioned, you're like out in like Scotland or Ireland or Italy and different countries like that. He's been there. He's done it all. Yeah, I think he has done it all. But I think I did ask him the other day if he was going to go to a certain place, and he said no. So, apparently there's a few places out there that he just isn't really interested in going to. I would love to see him on an African safari. I think he would love that. <laughs> well, my niece was on an African safari with yeah. the hippo that chased her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I think that would be fun. And, you know, holiday vacations does a great planning, great job of that. And Scotland and Ireland later this fall, like in August? Yep, August 15th through the 25th. All right, so if you're interested in traveling with Mr. Bob Bosold, you got to sign up. Go to Holiday Vacations, and they will hook you up. Let's take a look at some weather this morning, shall we? It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today, sunny with a high of 42 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear and only a low of 32. I think we'll take that. Tomorrow, on the other hand, we're going to have some cloudy, breezy, rainy kind of day. 
but a high of 43 degrees. Tomorrow night, rain with a chance of snow showers. Probably not too crazy because the low is only 34. Wednesday, some rain and snow in the morning, but then it's going to just be cloudy in the afternoon. High of 37. Wednesday night, it's going to cool off cloudy and 20. Temperatures around the area right now. 27 is the number in the area for Medford, Marshfield, Rice Lake. All 27 degrees. La Crosse is at 31. Green Bay's at 30. Wausau, a little chilly this morning, at 26. I think we'll take it. Madison, 31. Milwaukee, 34. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 27 degrees. See, Jill, I told you 27 was like the number today. It is the number. Yeah. I don't know which football player for the Chiefs would be 27. Maybe he had something to do with the forecast. Maybe. Maybe. But we've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by... For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And those who work in the trucks and hauling cattle and helping with everything and anything, we want to say thank you to them as well. And this morning's markets are going to be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off this morning. What's going on in the markets? Our cash livestock choice-fed beef steers are 147 to 157 with mixed at 130 to 145. Choice-fed beef heifers are 147 to 161 with mixed at 91 to 145. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 133 to 143 with select and silage-fed steers 103 to 132. Cows are 67 to 110 with bulls at 70 to 107. Butcher hogs are 53 to 69 with sows at 52 to 62. Boars are 25 to 28. Unshorn market lambs are 125 to 142 with a top of 148. Feeder lambs are 150 to 310. Ewes are 55 to 90. Small goats are 210 and down. Medium goats are 190 and down. Large goats are 135 to 330 with nanny goats at 55 to 290. Thank you so much, Jill. Switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for February at 161.20. That's up 37 cents. April's at 163.95, up 32. June is at 159.75, up 22 cents. Feeder cattle for March is at 186.40, down 42 cents. April's at 190.67, down a nickel. May is at 194.55, down 12 cents. Lean hogs for February is at 75.87, up a nickel. April was unchanged at 83.32. May was up 17 cents to 93.20. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your March corn was down 3 cents to 6.77. March oats down 3 at 3.73. March beans down 4 at 15.37. Your March soybean meal up $1.20 a ton to $500.60 a ton. March wheat down 7 at 7.78. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese up a half a cent to $1.57 and a half. Your blocks were down just a penny at $1.86 and a quarter, and your double A grade butter was up a half a cent to $2.41 and a quarter. Class 3 futures for February down 2 cents to $17.94. March up 13 to $18.06. April up a dime to $18.39. May up a penny to $18.77. June up 7 to 1916, and then those markets continued upward trending into 2024. That's a look at our morning markets this morning, again brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. I like that part where he says, you know, what is something about the sheriff? If you can't find him, go down to Smokey's Bar because he's hiding from his wife. I just think that's kind of cute. I think it is cute, too. (laughs) Well, we can't just talk about songs all day. It might be kind of fun, though, once in a while. But, Jill, we've got a big event coming up this week. Kick us off. What's going on in agricultural news? Well, Wisconsin is hosting the National Outstanding Young Farmer Awards Ceremony in Appleton this week. 
February 15th through the 19th. The National Outstanding Young Farmer Program was started in 1954 by the U.S. JCs in Iowa as a farmer recognition program. Each year, it honors outstanding farmers from across the country that are nominated. Ten from throughout the country then become finalists. And Wisconsin has representation in the, in the running for the top spot. Kyle and Rachel Zweig of Exonia are one of 10 couples in the finalist group that were chosen at the Wisconsin's Outstanding Young Farmer in 2022. The Zweigs are representing the dairy state as the only dairy producers on the list. Well, good luck to Kyle and Rachel Zweig of Exonia. That's, that's amazing to even get into this opportunity of running for the National Outstanding Young Farmer Award. Well, top 10, that is, that is something. That's something. And, you know, we mentioned earlier, it was right around that 5 o'clock hour about that soybean. You know, how come the soybean prices are going up? And right now that soybean meal is $500.60 a ton. Why is it up so high? Well, we kind of have an idea why. The soybean processing industry is expanding in the United States due to the push for green fuels like renewable diesel and sustainable aviation fuel made from that soybean oil. The result of the increased crush will be an excess of soybean meal. South Dakota soybean farmers are taking the lead in developing new markets for that meal and are looking at a trade mission to Morocco, Africa. Morocco is home to the world's largest desert, which is the Sahara Desert, and is the 25th largest country with a population of almost 34 million. Morocco is already one of the largest soybean meal customers for the U.S. because Moroccan feed customers like U.S. soybean meal because it's more consistent than South American product and has those essential amino acids. Morocco's largest feed mill, El Sahil, produces 1.2 million metric tons of feed annually with 70% used in poultry rations. So we're going to keep an eye on that, see what's going to happen next if a trade deal with Morocco comes up. Well, I think it's a great deal because we've been talking about trade deals and it seems like there's some some stuff has kind of come at a standstill. There hasn't been a lot of new stuff going out and around and Anytime we can get some of our American products shipped somewhere else, it's worth a try. I think it's great. Oh, there comes our farm trip coming up next, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of trips, you had a chance to head down south, Jill, and talk to Randy Romanski, Wisconsin's Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection's leading man. We'll just call him that. I like that. We're going to be talking, what, humane handling and budgets. I actually, I caught up to him at the Corn and Soy Expo in Wisconsin Dells. And he came up and he says, you know, I, I apologize because I didn't make it up to River Falls when they had their last gathering up there. And they're talking about the Humane Handling Institute. But he gave me a rundown on that and a whole bunch more on the, what's going into the meat, t- meat talent program. And then we talked budget. Excellent. Well, that'll be coming up next right here on Wax 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin's Meat Talent Program. I've learned an awful lot about it. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with DADCAP Secretary Randy Romanski. And first we talked about the Meat Talent Program and getting it into the classrooms with curriculum created in UW-River Falls. And then we talked about the Humane Handling Institute, the first of its kind project. And finally, we wrapped up with 
an update about what is going to be on the 2023 budget for Wisconsin. Under the umbrella of something called the Meat Talent Development Program, and that title is exactly what you would expect. We're, we're trying to find ways to increase young people's abilities or interest in being building a career in the meat processing industry. And uh, River Falls has got this great partnership with us. We were fortunate. Uh, Governor Evers set aside $5 million in federal funding for us to develop this Meat Talent Development Program. And uh, River Falls has been a great partner. They're working on two different programs right now. Uh, one of them is that they've developed a high school curriculum, a two-week course. Uh, it's it can be it's a plug-and-play operation. You can plug it into a high school curriculum, uh, and egg teachers can use the materials that River Falls has developed. And that's a great way to get information in front of young people to help them think about what building a career in the meat industry might look like. So that's really exciting. And I hear there's a quite a bit of talk about it beyond Wisconsin and beyond those first tryouts. There is, and that was what we kind of expected because this is a first-of-its-kind program, and we have a pilot. Uh, when we first announced the program, it was, you know, first come, first serve. Some schools, we want you to kind of test this out. And, of course, schools in Wisconsin volunteered, and we've got the volunteer schools, the programs being out there test run right now. And, and uh, the goal is to have it available for other schools later on this spring. So it'll be more widely used in Wisconsin. But, as you said, River Falls is getting inquiries from other states about, hey, that's a really cool idea. You know, can you tell us how you set that up? So that is really exciting that we're building a foundation here for our kids, for our industry. But other people are taking notice of what's going on in Wisconsin. And this actually was quite a quick turnaround, wasn't it? It was a really quick turnaround. Uh, so uh, when the governor first made the funding available, uh, we started to build a program. The great thing is we have great relationships with Wisconsin's livestock and meat industry. And we've actually been kind of working on what this would look like. Governor Evers actually proposed funding for the state funding in his last budget. Now, it didn't make it through, but with the flexibility of the federal ARPA dollars, he made the funding available. We had this network already built up. The so as the technical colleges, it was the it was the universities, it was the the livestock associations, farm groups, and it all came together. And uh, a big credit to River Falls for working on the curriculum and and making it available for the for the schools. And and here we are. It's great to see. And with the success of starting this, do you see it expanding and going even farther? I hope so. The great thing about what we're doing with the Meat Talent Development Program is it's built in layers. So right now we're talking about the layer of the high school curriculum that River Falls has built. Uh, UW-Platteville, through this same program, is working, is uh, just recently had a building a career in the meat industry class that was for high school and college students. Uh, so that's really exciting. Again, building that interest level in young people. And then the other great thing about the the dollars that have become available is we can make, uh, we can do tuition reimbursement for people who are going to the technical college system or the UW system to get uh, into a program that can get them involved in a, the livestock and meat industry somewhere. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So the good news is it's already kind of expanding, and and we're uh, we're seeing uh, people go to uh, those those institutions to get training. The interesting thing about the technical college system program is it doesn't have to be a four-year degree. doesn't have to be a two-year degree. It can be kind of an a la carte program. You take the things you need to get 
to get into the industry, and the industry is working right alongside us, saying, here are the things we need, here are the types of skills that young people need when they come, well, any people come into the program, and they'll kind of take it from there. So it's it's really exciting to see how this is all coming together. And you were just up and saw the Humane Handling Institute. Yes. Do you see that expanding too? That's another first-of-its-kind program that's that's part of this, and it's it, River Falls is, again, taking the lead on it. They've done some, some analysis of the federal meat inspection program, and one of the things they've seen is the, some of the issues of noncompliance they, that, uh, that come through the federal program, federal system are issues related to humane handling of animals. And so uh, they are currently working on a curriculum for a program that uh, in, in engages people who are already in the industry and training new people getting into the industry um, on proper stunning uh, harvest and equipment uh, maintenance. And they've got uh, several different programs we're doing tuition reimbursement for people who want to get into that program. The way that we like to say it at DECAP is educate while we regulate. We're a regulatory agency. We regulate the meat processing industry. But we need to make resources available to the industry and kind of walk that path with them because we all want the same thing. We want healthy, safe food, and that's whether you're the the livestock operation, the processor, the consumer, or DECAP. That's uh, going to be up and running uh, a little bit later. I think they're going to test run that at the end of this year and then be ready for, for that program to expand. Again, the great thing there is it's it's engaging people who are, might already be in the industry. And the tuition reimbursement can go for them as well. So before we were talking about building, so we start with uh, with the high school curriculum. We have our technical college and UW system programming, and then we have programs for people who might already be in the industry, might have been in the industry for a long time. They want to increase their skill set or, or build a new skill set, and this is for them too. What do you see might be coming up next? The next thing that will co- be coming up really soon here is uh, the biennial budget process kicks off. Governor will introduce his, uh, his budget mid-February. And that's the that's what it will occupy a lot of legislative and policy discussion here in the near future. I'll say this on a positive note. The the storyline that people hear periodically might be that people don't get along and things don't get done. I would say it, that the the previous state budget and a lot of the other things that have happened that that specifically are related to agriculture have seen bipartisan agreement. The legislature and the governor have agreed on these things, and there's a there's a a big variety of them too. The funding for international exports, the uh, producer-led watershed grant program, funding for more county conservation staff. Those are all things that either the governor proposed or the legislature proposed and they agreed on in the last budget. I look at the budget process as a way for the state to identify what they need. And I, I say this when I'm meeting with groups is this is your opportunity to have a voice. Uh, if you have something that's of interest to you, you make sure that you're communicating that with policymakers. So over the next few months, we'll have a chance to see what the governor has proposed and, and work with legislators to move some of those things forward. And uh, that's going to occupy a bunch of time. Uh, and then the next thing you know, it'll be summer. This is a, a time of year where I usually get a lot of energy because it's conference season where a lot of these ideas get talked about. And then once the budget gets introduced and the legislative session starts, we get to see if we can put them into action. So you've talked about some of the things that on the agriculture agenda, but there are an awful lot of things that really do affect rural America and rural agriculture. What do you think else is going to be coming up on the budget this time? As we look forward, some of the things that the governor highlighted in the state of the state were those successes, but also talking about how 
we can use that as a foundation to build as we look forward. So he, he kind of laid down some groundwork that ongoing investments in infrastructure from that local road all the way out to wherever else that it might be going mm-hmm. is going to be a priority. Uh, that investment in job training, education and job training. So making sure kids have a good school to go through from K through 12, because that's where they build all the, all of their, their interests for the future. Um, and, and all the way up to making sure that there's job training, funding available for job training to get people into a career pathway that, that they can be successful. And, and another thing the governor spent a lot of time on and, you know, looking at it from DACCAS perspective, was the investment in mental health. We're really fortunate it, over the last four years has been, there's been a little bit of money that's been dedicated to the farm center at DACAP and our farmer mental health programming. And we've seen the number of people accessing those services rise dramatically. So some of it is people are becoming more aware of it. But the other thing is there, there are a lot of mental health challenges out there in, in the world of agriculture. Farming's a tough business. Sometimes people don't feel like they can seek out that help. And, uh, what we've, what we've been able to show with the programs that our farm center has is that it's okay to ask for help. We have funding available. We just make it available to people. So it's there if they need it. A lot of the farm center programs are that way. And that was. DADCAP Secretary Randy Romanski, and I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Thank you so much, Jill. That was a good interview. I liked it. It, it, it was a lot of content to it, and I we talked about things that I want to learn more about. Yeah, everybody should. And, you know, it was good to mention that mental health aspect. If you need help, even talking to a neighbor. Something is better than nothing. And actually being that neighbor that knows to open the door and just have the conversation. Sometimes you just show up and it makes a world of difference. It does. Well, we're half past five o'clock. We're at 5.30 in the morning. Rocky Olson will be joining us next right here on Wax with the Markets. And this morning's Markets will be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, Rocky Olson is joining us now. Good morning, Rocky. And good, did your good team win? Are you happy with the results of the Super Bowl yesterday? Hey, I might get shot down a little bit, but uh, we, we were kind of Kansas City fans before Packer fans. so That's okay. You know, we'll convert you over eventually. Takes okay. time. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> well, Rocky, you had a busy week last week. Catch us up. What happened and what's coming up this week? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We had a busy week. Uh, we sold over 2,900 head of livestock. Fed cattle trade is steady to strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 135 to 148. Select and low choice, 124 to 134. Choice beef steers and heifers, 137 to 155. Uh, market cows sold steady. High yielding cows from 83 to 99. Most cows traded from 68 to 82. Uh, uh, High-yielding market bulls from 93 to a dollar four. Uh, organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 115 to 139. Uh, lower yielding 114 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves traded mostly from 100 to 200 dollars per head. Uh, your beef calves 150 to 410. Holstein heifer calves 25 to 75. Uh, last Tuesday's uh, feeder cattle auction was a special. Uh, we sold 890 head of feeder cattle. New crop beef calves. So mostly from a dollar fifty to two twenty per pound. Uh, most weights of Holstein feeder steers sold from a dollar ten to a dollar forty eight. 
Uh, next special feeder cattle auction will be February 21st. Uh, dairy cattle auction held here last Wednesday. We sold three organic herds, a majority of the run being organic, majority of the run being colored breeds. Uh, better quality dairy cows there from 1750 to 2250. This week, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, lots of young, fancy, fresh parlor freestall cows. Uh, including a really sharp group of 20 fresh two- and three-year-olds uh, from Sofine Bovine, uh, all registered fancy kind there. We also have some really nice Holstein springing heifers, a uh, full list of upcoming consignments on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us, uh, 715-229-2500. Reminder, large machinery auction. Uh, that'll be coming up March 24th. Uh, really getting a nice lineup of equipment for that sale. Uh, if you have larger equipment items, you can start bringing those. Now we'll hold off a little bit on the smaller items. Uh, if you do get your items in this week or you give us a call and consign those larger equipment items this week, we will get you a better rate on the commission until next Monday, and then we'll go back to the regular rate. So that's the way it's shaped up, Kristen. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you've got a busy week coming up and getting ready for that machinery auction. You sounds betcha. like it's going to be good. All okay. right. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you. There he goes, Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And now it's that time of the morning. We need to check in with Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria and see about this beautiful weather we've got coming our way today. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I did. How about you? Oh, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly until about the last two minutes. Ah, you're an <laughs> Eagles fan, aren't I am you? Not, I am not an Eagles fan. I hate both teams, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, it was still a very competitive game, and it was it was fun to watch. It was. It was fun to watch. What did you think of the halftime show? It was. I, I told uh, Leanne this morning, I said, it was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't my favorite. I've seen, I think, better ones. I, you know, maybe they should have you come on and do it. Oh no! They the point is they want viewers. Oh, <laughs> I think you could bust a move up there. Oh, I, I would bust something. <laughs> You're not that old. You won't bust a hip or anything. <laughs> oh, not yet. Well, let's bust out the champagne and celebrate oh. this beautiful weather today, shall we? Yeah, Mother Nature giving us quite the Valentine's Day gift for today, as we're starting off with a mainly clear sky and rather mild and. We'll have widespread sunshine to take us through the day, and temperatures may even climb into the mid-40s. Now tonight, winds start to pick up out of the south, and with a mainly clear sky, we are still expected to hang out around the freezing point. Some places may not even dip that low. Otherwise, for tomorrow, clouds will start to roll in. Still very mild, getting into the low to mid-40s once again. But that brings a good chance at some rain, which could get moderate to heavy at times going into tomorrow afternoon and into the evening. Now going into tomorrow night... Rain continues and winds start to pick up more out of the northwest uh, after midnight and really carrying throughout the day on Wednesday that may transition some of that rain into snow and temperatures will be falling throughout the day on Wednesday. By Wednesday night, mainly cloudy, lows dipping to the mid-teens, maybe a flurry to take us into Thursday, but otherwise partly sunny and highs into the low 20s. More uh, sunshine in store on Friday, but still into the low to mid-20s before southerly winds return this weekend. Partly sunny skies, and it pushes our temperatures all the way back up into the low 40s once again. But as I mentioned earlier, starting off pretty mild, mainly clear, and a temperature of 25 degrees in Eau Claire. Hey, nothing wrong with that. No, now, I would have to say so. I th like I said, I think it's a good Valentine's Day present. I think so. Now, question for you. You said something about busting a hip, and it made me think of the song, Bust a Move. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not country. Who sings it? 
Oh. Ooh. I actually don't know. Young MC back in 1989. Yeah, that was a couple of years before I was born. Yeah, and it's even it has your your lyrics right in it. You know, this here's a jam for all the fellas. I mean, right there, <laughs> trying to do what all the ladies tell us. I mean, yeah. right there, it's a Valentine's Day song. That is true. Maybe I'll play that over our Valentine's Day dinner tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you might be sleeping in the car. <laughs> Probably. All right, Mike, thanks for the update on the forecast. We're looking forward to a beautiful day, and we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, talk to you tomorrow. There he goes, Skyworn 13 meteorologist, dancing Mike Dandria. It's 37 minutes after 5 o'clock, so about 22, 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got morning markets, news, and weather coming up next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Morgan McCarthy joins us now. And Morgan, catch us up on the morning news. Well, good morning. We start with an update. Heading into the weekend, there were a series of crashes that closed Highway 53 near Altoona. And Altoona police say they first responded to a report of a truck on fire near the River Prairie exit. As they were clearing that, there were a couple of rear-end crashes in the backed-up traffic. The crews were finished with those crashes when police say a drunk driver caused another crash. There were injuries in the crashes. No reports of those being serious. But in all, that highway was closed for about two hours. In other headlines, starting a new week, the sheriff in La Crosse County not saying why a child's death over the weekend is considered. Considered suspicious, but deputies found the child dead in a home in the town of Mitore Saturday morning. As police and detectives say, their investigation is now ongoing. There is an autopsy scheduled this week. We look to other headlines, and that takes us to the political stage. U.S. Senator Ron Johnson calls for putting Social Security in the federal budget every year. Sounds like this. I'd be looking at the budget in total every year. Again, that doesn't mean sunsetting anything. That doesn't mean putting on the chopping block. That doesn't mean cutting Social Security. But it does mean prioritizing lower priority spending uh, so we stop mortgaging our kids future the wisconsin republican on a milwaukee radio show friday calling social security quote a legal ponzi scheme unquote well here we look a little bit closer behind the wheel and the city of eau claire rolls forward on a possible wheel tax city council set to talk about creating a new wheel tax tomorrow night no one's saying exactly what that would be but eau claire county started its 30 dollar wheel tax in 2019 the city of eau claire says it wants to use money to pay for more road construction most wheel taxes in our state hang out somewhere between that 10 to 30 range. We'll say cheese. More than 30 South Central Wisconsin cheese and dairy manufacturers are competing in this year's U.S. Champion Cheese Contest. Organizers announced that the products will be from 31 regional companies and then cooperatives are among more than 2,000 entries across 113 classes of products from dairy processors in 35 states. Entries will be judged February 21st through the 23rd, so coming up the end of this month, and that'll be at the Resch Expo Center in Green Bay. The cheese champion of them all will crown the king. Uh, February 23rd. And I do believe they're going to live stream that, so we'll have to hook you up with the link 715newsroom.com. And if you stayed up to watch the end of the game, probably a little extra coffee in the Yeti this morning, but probably worth it as well, right? Seeing that finish. And here's Mahomes, MVP once again, coming out of the Super Bowl win. We just challenged each other, man, to leave everything out there. And I don't want to say we played tight in the first half, but you didn't see that same joy that we play with. And I wanted guys to just know that Everything we work for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't you can't let the moment overtake you. And that was a 38-35 victory for Kansas City. And the playbook takes us back to the barn, and we go there now with Kristen Jill and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with the morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go? 
Choice Beef Steers and Heifers, $1.30 to $1.52. Choice Dairy Cross Steers and Heifers, $1.30 to $1.50. High Yielding Choice and Prime Holstein Steers, $1.42 to $1.49. Choice Holstein Steers, $1.29 to $1.41. Select Underfinished Heavyweight Oversized Steers and Heifers, $1.28 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 77 to 90. We had a top of 94. 60% of the cows sold from 61 to 76. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 60 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows brought from a dollar to a dollar twenty. The bottom twenty percent organic cows sold from ninety nine and down. Call bulls sold from seventy to ninety five thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from ninety to one hundred and ninety five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from ninety dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred and thirty to four hundred dollars per head. Sows on Thursday sold from fifty to sixty six. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February seventeenth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five. 835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Jim, and you as well. Have a great day. And now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Mr. Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill, and what a nice morning it's going to be, or a nice day. It's going to be, again, a little windy this morning, but, boy, warm temperatures, 28 degrees to start today. Yep. Can't hardly beat that on February 13th, can you? No, not at all. I wish this weather would, like, go into tomorrow because it's the day of love. Well, aren't all days the day of love? <laughs> well, especially here in Wisconsin when you get to wake up in the morning and listen to Jill and Kristen and Jerry, it's it's all love. I need well, to change so, my name because we got Jerry and Jill, and I'm Kristen. I need a J name. Well, oh, gosh. Well, I'm sure one of the listeners will have a suggestion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, Jerry, catch us up. What's all going on over at the Stratford Equity Barn? Yeah, we better get to important stuff here. Uh, 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 Kristen, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Of course, we've got a full marketing week on tap, as usual, and we get started here Monday morning, bright and early this morning. Uh, market cattle, uh, of course, we do sell the uh, overnight-delivered cattle. They'll be sold first. And, of course, today we do sell market cows, like I said, uh, fed cattle and bulls and baby calves. We get those about 1130 uh, this morning. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we do have the uh, hay auction. As part of that hay auction tomorrow, we got a, lo- a large consignment of small squares of first crops, so if you folks are looking for some small small squares, first crop alfalfa grass hay, part of the hay sale tomorrow, that'll be a 10 o'clock start time, 11 o'clock to do uh, tomorrow, the market auction. Of course, we sell organic market cattle every Tuesday. The organic market has been very strong last week. The high-yielding organic cows are selling in that 120 to 135 range. And then after the organics tomorrow, we do sell the conventional market cattle. On Wednesday, we get started Wednesday morning with the uh, full marketing day, of course. Also, uh, besides the fed cattle and market cows, we sheep, hog, and goats on Wednesday also, and feeder cattle is a 12 30 start Wednesday afternoon. Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock. Full marketing day on Thursday and also followed by baby calves. And of course, um, uh, just a brief recap on the markets. Most markets fully steady last week. Most of the cows last week kind of selling that range from about 57 to 77. Some of these higher yielding cows from uh, 77 into the low 90s. Extreme top last week was a dollar a pound on the beef cows, high yielding beef cows. 
Uh, bulls just last week did top at 103 and a half. Baby calves, very strong on Monday's auction, a little bit weaker the rest of the week, but uh, very strong on Monday. Uh, all the bull calves on Monday from that 150 up to 245, and your beef calves did go to 415. So, Kristen, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give an update on what's happening this week. Uh, actually, did it tomorrow uh, for today's sale. We'll update that tomorrow. And again, weather should not be a problem. Uh, you know, uh, we get this uh, nice warmer days get some of this ice off some of these side roads and you know i actually i actually got gravel back on my driveway here we got rid of most of that ice so that's a promising thing oh my gosh it's amazing how much even my lawn doesn't have that snow and ice on it as much as it did it's kind of nice yeah but uh, we're still in february so let's not get just too excited yet oh breaking my heart jerry right before valentine's day Oh, well, I'm sure your husband will have a, he'll have a big, uh, when you get home this afternoon, probably a big uh, thing of uh, cookies or uh, chocolate or some flowers or something. I don't know. (laughs) He must still be dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, you ladies have a nice day and uh, uh, folks, uh, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow morning and uh, good to hear from Bob. He made it to San Francisco. Okay. Oh yeah. And he uh, busted out of Alcatraz. So he's having a ball. Well, okay, well, let's let's hope that he doesn't stay at Alcatraz too long. Yeah. All right, Jerry, you All have right. a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow. You ladies also, and I thank you much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seating decisions being made, hopefully made by now. Orders are in, and we know what we've got for seed for the spring, and that does include our alfalfa. Dr. Dan Undersander joins us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program again this morning. And, uh, Dan, we need to, to protect that seed, enhance that seed, and seed coating comes into play here. What's the latest as far as the seed coatings and the value that they provide? Well, Bob, I think uh, a number of things have changed, and uh, it clearly is beneficial to buy coated seed. Uh, even the 34% coated is really what we're recommending uh, and several things to consider. The uh, the coated seed has actually uh, better water uptake and germination, and so a number of studies have been done showing that uh, you get a higher percentage of sand establishment with coated seed than you do with raw or with uncoated seed. The other real big change is that because of changes in aphanomyces and so on, we really benefit from having a fungicide on the seed. And with the coating, we can get more of the fungicide and uh, more uniform distribution. So uh, we can, with 34% coated seed, get both apron and aphanomyces. And as with many other crops, that fungicide will help the seedling get established and be there to, to give us a stand. In addition, the coated seed tends to have a little bit more vigor under disease pressure. There are some studies out showing that uh, when we use coated seed, we get better root growth, we get uh, better establishment if the disease is present. So that is an important thing to keep in mind. And then, of course, the last thing is that coated seed is a little less expensive per pound of seed than raw seed. Along this line, I think it's important to recognize that we really do not enhance the stand by using a higher seeding rate. 
One of the things that principles to keep in mind is that uh, we're only going to end up with 25 or 30 plants per square foot at the end of the summer. It, uh, no matter how much seed we put down. And so if we're seeding about uh, 15 pounds, that's about 45 seeds per square foot. That means that 15 of them are going to die and about 30% will be left if we have a good stand. Now, if you use higher seeding rates, you put more seed down, more dies, and you still end up with 25 or 30 plants per square foot. So that's an important thing to keep in mind, that not only is the seed less expensive, uh, but there's no reason to increase the seeding rate with the coated seed. Uh, there is um, no benefit to uh, using raw seed. Uh, the And the primary driver of this at this point is the ability to put more fungicide on the seed and to help that seed make it through the establishment period. So coated seed, uh, definitely take a look at it uh, for your dealer and... Uh you know, make that decision as we go forward this year. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take one last look at our morning markets on the Chicago Board of Trade. We've got your March corn down three at 677. March oats down three at 373. March beans down four at 1537. March soybean meal up $1.20 a ton to $500.60 a ton. March wheat down seven at 778. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 638 for corn. Baldwin's at 633 for corn, 1470 for beans. Durand is at 628 and 1463. Mondovi's at 633 and 1469. Elmwood at 633 and 1473. Fall Creek is at 619 for corn, 1448 for beans. Osseo's at 638 and 1473. Wheat and Grain in Chippewa Falls is at 622 for corn, 1479 for beans. And Connorsville, they're at 622 and 1474. Elk Mound is at 629 for corn, 1474 for beans. Sparta is at 623 and 1464. Ellsworth is at 609 and 1421. Northside and Loyal, 626 for corn, 1473 for beans. In Arcadia, they're at 639 and 1475. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyce Hill's at 643, Stanley's at 633, New Richmond's at 625. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese up a half a cent, $2.57 and a half. Blocks down a penny at $1.86 and a quarter. Your AA grade butter up a half a cent to $2.41 and a quarter. And your class three futures for February down two at $17.94. March up 13 at $18.06. April up a dime at $18.39. May up a penny at $18.77. June up seven at $19.16. And the markets were upward trending into 2024. That's a look at your morning markets. We're at 25, going on 26 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. Looking at a high of sunny today and 42 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.